Buenos dias, Tucson, and good morning, Minneapolis, and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is La Vialva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. All right. So today... Oh, sorry. I have the hiccups. I didn't expect to have the hiccups. Oh, Dios. I hate when that happens, huh? Oh, you're slapping your chest like... Okay, anyway, I'm reading the 24 Hours a Day by Hazelton uh, Meditations, and I'm also going to be reading The Stars Among Us by C.F. Alvarez. Okay, so 24 Hours a Day says, Have I admitted that I'm an alcoholic? Have I swallowed my pride and admitted that I'm different from the ordinary drinkers? Have I accepted the fact that I must spend the rest of my life without liquor? Have I have I any more reservations, any idea in the back of my mind that someday I'll be able to drink safely? Am I absorbing honesty within myself or other people? Have I taken an inventory of myself and admitted the wrongs that I have done? Have I come clean with my friends? Have I tried to make up for them for the way that I have treated them? Oh, wow, that's deep. Uh, Meditation of the day. I will believe that uh, fundamentally all is well. Good things will happen to me. I believe that God cares for me and I will provide for me. I will not try to plan ahead. I know that the way will unfold step by step and I will leave tomorrow's burden to God because he is the greatest burden and he only expects me to carry my one day's share. And that is true. I will actually elaborate on the meditation of the day um, one day at a time. And one thing that I just want to acknowledge is that, you know, people are are understanding. This is what I have learned in my life. When I go about life... And I tell people about my struggles or sometimes like I feel a little bit depressed or I feel a little bit suicidal. Like I said in my past podcasts, you can be a suicidal being without actually like pursuing like suicide. You know, you can be like a person that is depressed, chronically depressed and not pursue suicide. And um, me, I kind of um, correlate with those kind of people. I, I like feel like I am this kind of person because I was an addict and because I like you know like was actively an addict at one point like I am immediately like kind of like a suicidal being anyway prayer of the day I pray that I may not try to carry the burden of the universe on my shoulders. I pray that I may be satisfied to do what I need to do in my share each day. You know what? This is very true too. Like, let me read this one more time. The prayer of the day. I pray that I may not try to carry the burden of the universe on my shoulders. And I pray that I may be satisfied to do my share each day. That is very true. Because... Sometimes I feel like we put so much on our shoulders and we can't do everything. As long as, as much as we would like to be the best of persons or the, 
you know, the cleanest of persons, the most perfected of persons, you can't. And you cannot be the perfect person. You cannot be ever, <laughs> you know, because idealistically, the perfect ideal is a man-made ideal. And if that's a man-made ideal, that means that it fluctuates because there are many beings, there are many men in this world, and it is solely based on preference. That's so interesting because I um, I told myself, I was like, I'm not going to like go home early today because like, you know, like as a therapist, sometimes you go home early. Sometimes your, ther- your uh, patients don't show up or sometimes, you know, it's a little slow and you know, it's nice to occasionally have a day off sometimes. Um, the paycheck is not that good, but like at the same time, sometimes it is. Sorry, a little bit of rant. Um, I'm going to go, um, refocus and I'm going to read a poem from the stars among us, C.F. Alvarez. Like I said in my previous podcasts, I read a little bit of her poems just because she has so much insight on, um, you know, sorrow, um, how to cope through, um, ill intentions. My dog is looking at the squirrel. Don't even think about it. Don't even bark, homie. Sorry. Anyway, um, but we're gonna go about it. Okay, so if you have the C.F. Alvarez book, we're on 22, we're on page 22, and if you don't, I would greatly acknowledge, um, you checking out this book. Uh, it is free on Kindle, the Stars Among Us by C.F. Alvarez. Um, it is also available on soft copy at $9.99 on Amazon. You can literally look up The Stars Among Us, C.F. Alvarez, and it will show up. It is a little girl with a little star on the cover. It is a phenomenal book, and it has greatly influenced my understanding of coping through life. Um, you know, coping through hardships, um, such as people like, you know, like your friends dying or like people committing suicide or your only, your own well-being. It's such a phenomenal book. And I acknowledge that like C.F. Alvarez definitely has, you know, a strong understanding of this concept, um, you know, of life and sorrow and how to go about it. Anyway, enough said. Enough said. We are going to read. Reaction. Why did she flinch? She knows you're not him. Does she? she he left scars deeper, intangible. You can't see him. She can see him, she can feel them. She knows that they're there sometimes. And when you leave your hand where he did, oh man, she just reacts. Like when she left his hand there. When he left his hand there and she didn't think. She's sorry. She knows you're not him. She knows she didn't want to hurt you. But when your hand goes in the place where that marks his hand sat like a ghost, that place remembers the pain. It remembers the pain. That place remembers the pain. And won't let go. And it's hard to explain. She doesn't understand. And it's not her fault. Or when you pull her close, her mind goes back in time. Being forced to hug and kiss. When you pull her in, she pushes you away. Love should not have to be forced. 
You try and love her, and she keeps pushing you. The ghost of her past sits on her shoulders. What love was to her? Hard to push past. It's all she knows. It frightens her, and she hopes someday love won't be a scary thing, because it won't. It won't leave a bright color of pain on her skin. It won't be a ghost to leave her heart a haunted house, and she Hope someday love will be in her nightmares. That is a start. She's letting you love her. But she barely has a heart. Ah! Oh, oh! This poem gets me. I love this poem. Um, You might have known from past podcasts, but like my podcasts, I briefly... um. You know, briefly acknowledge my past. I was like physically and psychologically tortured for 15 years. So like for me, I understand this so greatly. You know, like um, understanding that, you know, boundaries is a thing. And for people that sometimes endure a lot of abuse, we get frightened by boundaries. We feel that we're selfish. We feel that we're doing something wrong. And in this poem by C.F. Alvarez, she explains that she's scared. She explains that, you know, like, when someone loves her and, like, treats her with a good intent, she still has those flashbacks of, like, what happened. And those flashbacks don't, like, go away because, like, the body always remembers. You know, like, when somebody hits you or does ill to you, you remember that. You know, because for good reason. Your body is not stupid. (laughs) Your body is smart. Your body is like, hey, we're going to have to acknowledge that this person did ill to you because otherwise we won't survive. You know, and like for me, when I was listening to that poem, it really hit home because for me, like we have to be patient with our brothers and sisters that have gone through a, a little bit of physical and psychological abuse because we are learning we are learning what is good we are learning what is healthy and even when we experience an experience that is healthy we still get frightened because we don't know what is healthy you know and it's easy to take advantage of people that are ignorant or don't know what is good and bad excuse me But, like, I challenge you to be mindful of the people that are, you know, we're learning. And, like, there are some people on this world that, like, boundaries was not a thing. Like, I learned in my lifetime that boundaries was an insidious thing. If you said no, you were a bitch. (laughs) You know, you were an insidious being. You were being me. And so sticking up for myself is something that I'm learning at 30 years old. Because, like, it's something that... That challenges my being. It's not natural for me. But I know that is a healthy thing. And C.F. Alvarez describes in her poem. That it is often like ghosts. There won't be ghosts to leave her heart a haunted house. You know because when you're abused. You keep these things in your heart. You like even if you experience a good um, lifetime. Full of love and full of understanding. Because you have tasted that evil, you kind of look at people in an insidious view. And, like, you look at people, like, not in a trusting way. 
because you don't want to trust people. It it means that if you put your full trust, you will get hurt, you know? And, like, for us people that are going through this, like, we acknowledge, like, me, I acknowledge that this is my point of view. Like, I acknowledge that I was abused. I acknowledge that I went through something in my life that wasn't normal. Like, I I know that not all men are evil, but it takes a little bit of time to acknowledge this because your body always keeps score. You know what I mean? Long story short, <laughs> long rant short, let's go back. Okay, so 26, page 26, CF Alvarez, the stars among us, every day. Today, I'll go to sleep crying, but that's okay. Underneath every tear is a fire, waiting to ignite when the water runs dry. Wishing. Dear Mom, I wish you could see me now. Damn, if I wish you could just be here. Everyone else has that one someone that's there for them. To cheer them on, to hug them, to kiss them on the cheek and tell them how amazing they are. I wish you could have been there. For just those moments again. I'm crying now. Yes, I know that everyone's going to tell me that they are the ones who were there for me now. They'll tell me they'll tell me how proud of me they are. And they'll hug me and they'll kiss me and they'll tell me they love me. But they're not you. It'll make a difference. If it was you, you have no idea how much I wish it was. Nobody knows the hurt I feel. When I'm the only one. One doesn't get to have. One doesn't get to have someone crying for me. Because they're just so proud. You used to make me feel so special. Used to. Now that's gone. I used to look up at you during my competitions. I would see you jumping out of your seat. You were so proud. Though I was embarrassed, it meant so much to me. Sometimes there were even tears running down your face, and I loved it when you were there. I wish you were there. Where have you been? I want you to think of me like that again. But for now... If I can't push it away, I'll pretend you're here. And for you, I'll keep it going. Sincerely, your daughter. It's so interesting because um, recently I was talking to a friend. And sometimes we have these ideals of love. And love is a man-made element. It really portrays to every individual that like feels love. But the thing is, everyone has a particular love style. When I read this poem by C.F. Alvarez, I felt this because why? Because sometimes you put forth so much energy in loving someone else. But the thing is, that is not your love style. That might not even be their love style, but you're portraying that kind of love style because this is the kind of ideal that you want. Um, I try to explain this briefly to people um, a very short way because um, in my life, like I'm not making this an excuse, even though I acknowledge it 
as an excuse sometimes to use because I'm also an addict. Um, sometimes in life, you have to do things that you don't want to do. And sometimes in life, when you go about something so stressful, like, for example, like being psychologically and physically tortured. Like, for me, like, when I went about that and I, like, like cut it off after 15 years, my mental state was still, like, frustrated. Because, like, I still felt imprisoned by my mental state because... I didn't trust people. I did not understand why they were being nice. I did not understand why they acknowledged me. I did not understand a lot of things. And I would challenge you to be patient with our brothers and sisters that have gone through this because we are learning. Like, sometimes people get frustrated. Sometimes people, like, you ask them something and they're, like, yelling or they're going about life and you're like, oh, my God, what is wrong with that person? Well, sometimes they, sometimes they're a dick. (laughs) Sometimes they're a hard-ass dick. But sometimes they have experienced something that they are learning. And I make this podcast for my loved ones to understand that sometimes some of us are hurting for no reason. Sometimes life is just hard to comprehend. It's hard to comprehend because you're like, man, nobody's telling me what to do. Nobody's controlling me. No one's abusing me. I'm used to abuse, and but I want a good life. And when you go about that life, that is scary. Because you're like, what the hell is going on? All of a sudden, people are acknowledging your feelings. I don't even know my feelings. I don't even know what feelings are. That's how frustrating life can be. Especially for someone who has, you know, hid behind the substance for 20 years. Like, you know, I was was an alcoholic for 20 years. And like, for me to acknowledge feelings, that's hard. That That's crazy. Like, what? I have, like, I always uh, kind of tease with my friends. I'm like, I have a toxic masculinity. No offense to people that, are, you know, actually have testosterone and, um, you know, correlate with, the like, the masculine, like, orientation. No offense to y'all, but, like, as a woman, like, I feel like I almost have a toxic toxic uh, masculinity. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I, I'm going to pl- uh, read a few more poems and then I'll let you go. Okay, 31. The Sound of Words. Our voices are like our body's projection of our very own song. They sing and they're not going anywhere. Our voices are like our body's projection of our very own song. They sing and they're not going anywhere. Anywhere. Page 32. The tank. I can't think 
I'm stuck in a tank full of water up to my ears. When I'm sick, when i sick of the noise I hear around me, I submerge my ears deeper in the water. But I can never run away entirely. I can see. I can still see my eyes peek right above the waterline. Like I'm trying to hide. Like I'm scared to see it all. And I feel my body beneath the surface weightless. Light floating, but almost uncomfortable in a way. But this isn't what I'm used to. My skin wrinkles to match the waves of the water reflecting on my skin. And it's like my skin is cringing at every thought of staying in this tank of water. Sometimes I close my eyes and I submerge myself under the water depths. And there isn't much space. But every time you open your eyes underwater, you see something different. When you, when I go underwater, I see words, just words floating around above my feet all around me and I look around on my right foot there floating my left foot there above my toes what are the words it was there when I carried you it says what does that mean no one's carrying me I'm just floating what I lift my float to shake off the word I turn around in the tank to find a word floating up on the back of my knee it says keep trying keep trying I'm floating in my emotions I open my eyes wider I read up Every word I see in the tank, hope, dear, dream, joy, smile, family, friends, focus, laugh, happiness, loss, leave, stay, heart, strong, pain, hope, hope, home hovers. It's in line with where my heart is in my chest. Where is hope? Where is home again? I can't remember. It's something I like, though. These words uh, doesn't line up right. I try to make a pattern of these words currently engulfing me. And when I look up in the surface of the spot beneath the water where my body was planted itself in the warmth of the waters, a calming soil, I can make out the words nothing. <gasps> I break the surface and I take a deep breath and I settle back in my position in the tank of water. I lower my head into the water slightly. I let the water cover my ears. It's only encycling the lower half of my body, but my facial features and my eyes stay above the surface. My eyes are looking around with intent. I wish I knew what I was looking at. The darkness. The sun will come, no matter how long or how dark the night may feel. The sun will come. Enough. Enough is the poem on page 38. Enough. I am mute. Rage. Hate. It stings. It burns. Fire. My heart is on fire and I wish I felt like I was enough. All right. So we're going to leave it at that. <sighs> I'll let you sit and acknowledge what we read. One thing that I just greatly, greatly appreciate all of you listening. And I greatly, greatly appreciate you like acknowledging what I have to say. And 
it was such a blessing to go home early today. I wasn't going to, but like, you know what? I decided I was going to make this podcast, make it work. And I greatly, greatly appreciate everyone that has been supporting me. Um, I challenge you to do good for yourself. Listen to um, good music, eat breakfast, drink water. Take care of yourself because you are a good person. And if you are alive, that means that you have a chance. Whether you're incarcerated, whether you have an addiction, whether you're a good person, whether you're a bad person... If you are waking up today, you have a purpose. You are teaching someone something and you have a purpose. And I challenge you to do good for yourself because you deserve it. And with that, greatest, greatest, greatest of travels.